Hi everybody, I'm Ashley Bain, the Business Development Manager here at the Greater Oshawa Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Emma Kasha, the Communications and Marketing Coordinator at the Greater Oshawa Chamber of Commerce. And together we are Chamber Pod! Welcome everyone to another episode of Chamber Pod. As always, we're here virtually with our next guest. You may know her as our 2021 president, where we know her as the official insurance of the Chamber Pod, because both Emma and I are with her. We are here with Cassandra Wildman of Roughly Insurance. Welcome, Cass. Hey, everyone. She, You've been on the podcast before, but this is for everyone that may just be listening to our great podcast now, Emma. They should be listening the whole time, but we'll give them a break. Uh, can you explain, Cass, a little bit about what Roughly Insurance does and your role at Roughly? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a producer with Roughly Insurance. I've been with Roughly Insurance for just over 17 years now. Um, I do sales and service for commercial and personal lines clients. So business owners and, you know, personal home and auto insurance, just like you guys have, um, things like that. Um, I've actually been in the business. I started in the business in 1994, I believe. So I've been doing it for quite a long time, but I've been with Roughly's for just over 17 years. But I now work exclusively from home because I live in Minden now. So yeah, you're building a home. You're busy. Yes. Very busy. Uh, so can you kind of explain how Roughly had to pivot during COVID? I know there was a lot of shutdowns. Some people worked exclusively from home. Were you guys considered essential where you got to go into the office or how did that work? Okay, so we definitely were considered essential in the sense that our business was able to remain operational through all of it, all the lockdowns, the various different stages and color zones. Um, but as soon as let's just say the first wave hit, I want to say, I'm trying to think back, um, we did close our office to the public quite quickly. Um, and we did pivot in the sense that we did have to make some really, really quick decisions and some technology um, sort of changes, if you will, because we weren't we weren't prepared to have so many staff members working from home. We didn't have the technology to support that right out of the gate. Um, we actually work with Compute, Steve Conaby, who's on our board. Um, they've been fantastic in assisting us through that process and getting most of the staff. I think we had maybe 10 staff remaining in the office spread out far apart. Those that were comfortable remaining in the office. Um, we surveyed the staff just to see who wanted to remain in the office, who wanted to work from home. We even explored the option of sort of a hybrid sort of setup. Um, so we did that. Obviously, we did the things like most businesses are doing by, you know, trying to protect our workspaces, extra cleaning, PPE, putting up plexiglass in all of the offices where we would be client facing, things like that. But yeah, I mean, as far as the business itself goes, We've never been busier because, as you've probably heard from so many people, people are buying boats and buying cottages and renovating and doing all these things. And, of course, all of these things that everybody's so busy with doing, you know, also has some sort of a connection to insurance, whether it be, you know, having a property or a vehicle to insure or a camper or things like that. It's definitely kept us very busy. 
Yeah, you kind of touched on my next question. Did anything really change during COVID within the insurance industry? I know for a bit they were giving kind of a break on insurance because no one was really driving. I don't know if anything like that's yes. still relevant. Mm-hmm. So that actually created a bit of a frenzy, to be honest, because what happened is the media started you know, spitting out all this information and the public were just, you know, so quick to jump on their computers and telephones to contact their insurance companies. The problem that we found as a brokerage that deals with multiple different insurance companies is not every insurance company was handling the whole COVID relief sort of initiative in the same way. So clients had these expectations, you know, my neighbor is getting this or my cousin's getting this, but every insurance company was handling it completely different. That said, most people, you know, I say most people because it seemed that way, definitely changed to a work from home environment, no longer commuting to work. So that definitely initiated some changes to their car insurance policies, which in itself would give you a price break I think some people were expecting that to be a little bit more significant than it than it actually is. But on top of that, some insurance companies were, say, giving a 10% discount for a period of three months. Um, some of them were just giving a standard $100 rebate check, mailing it out to all households that had a policy. Everyone was doing something different, but we were trying to be very respectful that this is a sensitive time for a lot of people. And we were trying to accommodate everybody and getting those COVID relief initiatives out to them, you know, the moment they were able to contact us to, to, uh, to start that process. Yeah. And are you finding that there is still a bit of a program like that right now, or has that kind of been done with the first and second wave? I think there was one company that had a second round of initiatives, but most of them were only running from say May to August of 2020. And after August, it was simply whatever the rate change was for you no longer commuting was the price break that you'll continue to get, of course, until your situation changes and you regain that commuting status. So I'm curious, and I don't know if you can answer it, is Roughly's plan to continue maybe doing the hybrid working from home after the dust settles, whenever that might be? Or do you think it'll return to an in-office uh, service? Um, from what I understand, I want to say, I think we have around 40 staff. There are, I want to say, two or three of us that are going to be exclusively working from home. I'm one of them just because of where I live um, and the type of job that I have. But because on a more ongoing basis, let's just pretend COVID's done and now our doors are back open to the public, we have a lot of staff that are client facing. So we want to be able to have that service available to our clients that do still like to come into the office. So the majority of the staff, I want to say, are going to be working in the office. We have surveyed most of them, and I want to say that most of them do prefer to work from the office. You know, I think that they've now had a taste of working from home. And sure, there are days that that's kind of a nice luxury to have. But then there's days where you just need to go into the office. You need you need that social environment. You need that escape from the mundane being in your house 24 seven, you know, 
I myself enjoy going into the office every now and again. And, you know, once things, once the dust settles with COVID a bit, I really want to be able to go in one day a week by my own choice. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Well, it has been four months into 2021, which has been four months into your reign as president, Madam President. Three. Three. Oh, yeah, yeah. April. See, I'm just jumping to April. I'm just wanting COVID to be over so quick that I'm, like, jumping to April because I'm over winter. I need summer. How has it been going? Are you loving it? Do you love working with me and Emma? The people need to know. I've always loved working with you and Emma. Are you kidding me? That's the whole reason that I decided to go on the board. And and I'm just kidding. I was going to say, that's a testimonial, Emma. The whole reason she did it was you me. I'm taking notes. (laughs) No, honestly, I love all of you guys. It's such a great organization to be a part of, and I just wanted to try and do as much as I can. Yeah, and you were just actually on uh, Advocacy Week. Can you tell our members a little bit about how that went and what you were able to contribute or see when you were at virtually, I guess, Queen's Park? Yeah, I mean, obviously the format is a little different this year, and I'll be honest, I wasn't a big part of that in the years past, so I don't really know in terms of comparison, but Advocacy Week is an annual event, as you know, it's hosted by the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, would usually be hosted live at Queen's Park with various different um, sort of panels and, you know, speakers and various different seminars that you can attend. So this year, obviously, it was more in a webinar format. So um, I want to say the very first webinar that I was in, it was right before the um, the budget was coming down the pipeline. So a lot of people had questions that were budget related, which, of course, they couldn't answer. So that was sort of a bit tricky. Um, a lot of questions surrounding COVID and economic recovery. Um, which was really great to hear some of the the comments and and initiatives that the government's got planned for that. Um, there was another webinar that I attended, and it talked about um, infrastructure. Uh, so we talked about some of the broadband initiatives that the government's got planned, which is going to be really great to see, especially considering so many people are now working from home, and there's such a strain on that infrastructure. Um, so yeah, there, I mean, it was some interesting information, um, some good takeaways from it. Yeah, so is there anything that you're looking forward to, because you still have many a month going ahead as president, that you're wanting to accomplish or kind of touch on during your time? Well, it's definitely a busy year because we're knee-deep in the process of right now doing our new CEO search. Um, so we're working with the CEO search committee with that and, um, and, um, the hiring agency that we're working with. Um, so that's kind of a big deal. It'll be really nice to be able to get that sorted out. Um, we've also got, um, a couple of really great events coming up this year. I'm really hoping that our awards is going to be a go because that's at the end of the year and I'm crossing my fingers and toes that that is able to be live this year. Um, Our golf tournament, of course, is going to be coming up, which I'm very excited about as well. So we've got a couple of events that hopefully we're going to be able to have in person this year, which will be really nice. Um, We've also got, we're working on our new strategic plan, 
so that's another big accomplishment that we're going to have. I know that I was helping Nancy a little bit with our, our reaccreditation, so that's all been done. So we've had a, a few big sort of, let's call them projects, going mm-hmm. on for 2021. Um, obviously, trying to support our business community through this difficult time and putting out our monthly, well, actually daily um, information, you know, things that we've been putting out to the uh, business community with various different announcements and support programs that are available, trying to provide all the resources that we can. Um, that's been great. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a busy year. It's already been. Yeah. Do you find, I know you can't, I guess, really compare, but do you find it would be better doing your role as president virtually like you are now instead of in person? Do you find you get more work done probably that way? You know what? I'll be honest. If I had my preference, it would be in person. Yeah. I like to be able to go to the boardroom. I like to be able to sit down with everybody. It's a it's a much more desirable, desirable environment, obviously. However, the timing with me now living in Minden and building a home, because I'll, I'll be honest, before COVID hit, this was still in the works for me. And I knew that 2021 was going to be my presidency year. And everybody's like, you're absolutely crazy. That's going to be an impossible commitment. And I was bound and determined to see that through. If it meant that I had to come and drive to Oshawa once a week to attend meetings or whatever, I was going to do it. But obviously with COVID now, that has made things a little bit easier in that respect. But I would prefer, obviously, things to be different. I would prefer to have to make that drive and be there for you guys she's so dedicated to us emma yeah feel the love i don't know emma if you have any chamber related questions for cat not really i mean it's a it's a tough it's a tough year it's a tough year for everyone for so many reasons so i mean from a business perspective i think that you know people are looking to us as uh you know the leader in business to tell them where to go, what to do. And uh, it's a challenge for you as president to say, you know, everything's going to be okay. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that uh, you're in a tough position, but I think you're doing well. And I really hope that uh, down the road with a couple in-person events, people can actually talk to you and and meet you and, and talk about your presidency and what that means for the chamber and business, but also maybe look to you for insurance needs because like, I'll be honest, your insurance is pretty great. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> she didn't pay Emma to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Ashley Bain. I'm Emma Kasha. And I'm Cassandra Weldon. And this is Chamber Pod. Chamber Pod.